Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And I'm Elise Morales. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit happening in the news explained to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Today we're talking about... New York Attorney General Letitia James's press conference. The upcoming nominating conventions. And the USPS and where the hell is my mail? (laughs) Let's get into it. (laughs) Hi, Brian. How are you? Oh, gosh, you know, it's just, just another day in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another day in quarantine in the summer where I'm recording a podcast, so I don't have an air conditioning unit on. And we just recorded another podcast, so it's been longer than usual. So I am a Shavitsin. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely one of the the downsides of podcast recording is that you do have to just be in an unair conditioned room for like a while. I also, when I'm doing uh, voiceover stuff and recording for the upcoming season of our cartoon president, I have to go under a, uh, like a comforter mm-hmm. to record cause it makes the sound a lot better. And I come out of that in puddles of sweat it's it's disgusting oh goodness gracious i feel like all of aoc's lines in the next season are just gonna be like (laughs) she sounds very warm she sounds very warm she sounds like she's dying yeah (laughs) i guess this season aoc is dying (laughs) she's really really she sounds really really parched (laughs) okay should we should we just get into today's big news yeah because we had like for us i would say semi-breaking news this happened about two hours prior to recording yeah so last night um it came about that the new york state attorney general was going to hold a press conference this morning at 11 30 to unveil some Really big national news. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, what the fuck does that mean? It could be anything. It could <laughs> be <the> anything. <laughs> the ultimate tease. They were like, because like there was just that New York Times article about how Deutsche Bank has been c- complying with a subpoena from with the New York State attorney. And uh, for the past 18 or like past year, we had no idea. So like that's been going on. And we're like, everyone's like, is it Trump's taxes? Is it Trump's tax returns? Is it Trump's financial records? Is it Michael Cohen? What yeah. is, is it? it? Is it Ghislaine Maxwell? You don't like, it could have been anything. Uh, turns out it is about the NRA specifically. She held bum, a conference bum, announcing bum. a new lawsuit, the people versus the NRA. Love to see it. Yeah, Love I mean, to see it. this is probably one of the best top three things that I was hoping for, maybe top two, you know? <laughs> I didn't even, re- to be honest, I didn't even realize that it was in the running. Like, well, I, I, had, had, 
I had yeah, no I, idea that the people versus NRA was in the running to be the thing. Mm-hmm. I had like, oh, I had like gone down like a Twitter hashtag of like the announcement or whatever. I don't remember what it was specifically. And I was just like reading all of everyone's like two cents of what they po- possibly could possibly be. And I did see someone said like, they have been working on something with the NRA for like a while, but um, it could, so it could be that. I was like, hmm. So, okay. The lawsuit comes at the end of an 18-month investigation that revealed fraud, corruption, and other violation of the NRA's nonprofit status. So sad. Um, So sad to see. (laughs) (laughs) The lawsuit specifically names Executive Vice President Wayne LaPierre, former CFO Woody Phillips, General Counsel John Frazier, and former Chief of Staff Joshua Powell, um, yeah, they're all named as the primary defendants. The case lists several instances of fraud, such as using NRA funds for vacations, private jets, and expensive dinners. Um, so it's a nonprofit. You can't do shit like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's actually not allowed. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so specifically, she found financial misconduct in the millions of dollars and that it contributed to a loss of more than $64 million dollars over a three-year period. Um, That's a lot of cheddar, as they say. She found that LaPierre used the charitable funds for personal gain, including a $17 million post-employment contract that the board members had never approved. Um, LaPierre also received more than $1.2 million in expense reimbursements over four years, including gifts for friends, travel expenses and memberships at golf clubs and hotels. They basically just, uh, you know, gave themselves huge raises, uh, whatever they wanted, like limos, like black car limos, black car security for their family members. Letitia James, the uh, New York State Attorney General, said that the NRA served as a personal piggy bank for the four defendants. And if this case is successful, it will dissolve the NRA and force former executives to pay back the money that they unlawfully took. Furthermore, it will prevent LaPierre and Fraser from ever serving on a charitable board again in the state of New York. Um, And the reason that it's in the state of New York is because the NRA is registered in New York. So that is why the New York State Attorney General has the wherewithal to do this. And... James cited last year's order to dissolve the Trump Foundation after Trump admitted to using funds for his campaign to purchase a portrait as president for the case. So good job, Trump. You really helped them out. That was when, Um, I just to remind everyone, that was when Donald Trump upped the bidding on a portrait of himself so that he could brag about how much the portrait sold for. Mm-hmm. And I and think it's it, like, like a giant portrait. Like I'm pretty sure it's like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those. I think they found and they found out. I I could be. I think I'm right about this. But they found out because someone saw the portrait at like a Trump property. Yeah. And they were like, "Wait, why is that there? <laughs> Isn't this the portrait that he's bragging that somebody else bought? Yeah. Of <laughs> anyway. And so speaking of Trump. He went to, on the White House lawn, he was leaving for the, you know, he did one of those chopper press conferences where he's just yelling at everyone. Um, so he said, uh, actually, he, he, he was asked about the case and he said he just heard about it. Um, and he said this, Elise, do you want to do the honors? Uh, yes, I, yes, I will. Um, 
uh, is a very terrible thing. I think the NRA should move to, to Texas and live a very long and beautiful life. <laughs> so um, you can't just move states and like avoid the criminal charges that you've gotten in another state. I think it's it's so funny because it's like he doesn't he doesn't know what to say and it's like so it's just like he pontificates you know like he just like like he's like it's bad it's terrible and i think like like what does that mean live a long very beautiful life it's just funny right it's it's, like no they if they get dissolved in new york they can't just move to texas i mean maybe a new organization can be started but it can't be started by these four because they can't serve on the board of any charitable organization ever again and so this is like a um a like a civil suit you know we're not going to be seeing these four guys in handcuffs you know like and it doesn't have anything to do with you know like the lobbying that they do um i'm sure it will have some effect but it makes it harder for people for like you know because the nra spends a lot of its money trying to elect republicans It'll, it'll be harder for the Republicans to be like, oh, this is a personal vendetta against Republicans because it's not, it's not focused on, you know, the lobbying and the, the fi- can't, like, campaign financing. It's more focused on the fraud and, the, you know, basically just spending yeah. that money that they're not supposed to be spending. Yeah, and these four guys using the NRA as a piggy bank mm-hmm. for their, their themselves. I mean... The NRA has already been in such financial trouble that I feel like there's a chance this takes them down and that fucking rocks. <laughs> like, they they were they had cited like I think there was that like recording that came out because everyone was talking about how they're like losing they're bleeding money and yeah. because they're always facing some sort of lawsuit um and I guess when you're very corrupt you tend to get sued a lot Mm -hmm. um and you're like you know basically doing the devil's work um people try to sue you and they said that they were like losing a hundred million dollars i think like a year just on lawsuits alone um so they just don't really have you know the (laughs) even like the financial and also like could you imagine if you're donating if you are if you're like a staunch gun owner, like not that like anyone probably here listening right now is, but say that you're extremely passionate about this thing and you give money to it every month to secure your right to it. And then you find out that they've spent over, they've spent at least $64 million just on personal expenditures that are extraneous. Like I would be fucking pissed. Right. Because I mean, a lot of, a lot of NRA members are not like rich, wealthy, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like dudes in the Ozarks who like to shoot game and want to have a rifle, which, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about and, the efficacy and, of that. But there's someone who's probably chipping in like yeah, a couple bucks a month or whatever to secure this right that means something to them, even though it's obviously we feel differently about it. It's important to that person. And yeah. I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. The people who um, buy Marty Bird's drugs <laughs> are pissed exactly. right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's an Ozark Netflix reference for those who did not catch it. Yeah, I'm just obsessed with the Ozarks now because... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just happened to bring up the Ozarks because you just love 
the lake. You love lakes. I love lakes. No, but I actually, so Danny watched Ozark and I would just peek in. And then I recently watched the No Reservations. I've been rewatching No Reservations because I read Anthony Bourdain's book and then I got sad about Anthony Bourdain and then I started watching and he did an Ozarks episode. Mm. And Danny and I are considering because we figure even even though our wedding's not for like over a year, we figure we don't know what the international travel situation is going to be. So we've been looking into like domestic honeymoon destinations that would be nice. And there's a resort in the Ozarks that's making it to the top of the list. So oh, look at that. <laughs> An affordable lakeside uh, resort mm-hmm. that seems kind of nice. I love a lake. I love a lake as well. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. In our next little piece of news for today, yesterday, Joe Biden announced that he will not travel to Milwaukee for the Democratic Convention and instead will be making his acceptance speech virtually. Uh, He basically said, I want to set an example as to how we should respond individually to this crisis. Imagine a president who wants to set an example. (laughs) Beautiful. If you think there's no difference between the two candidates, one just said, I want to set an example. Mm-hmm. And that's a difference because mm-hmm. Donald Trump would never say that in a million years. Um, most of the well-known speakers, including the Obamas, are also planning to give their speeches remotely. Uh, the convention is happening, you know, mostly out of caution for the Milwaukee community. They've mm-hmm. changed how they're doing this convention. In contrast, the Republicans, uh, they've the RNC has kept... Kind of, they've moved the location around in hopes of trying to host some sort of event. It was originally in North Carolina. North Carolina tried to put restrictions on them, so they got mad. They moved it to Florida. Then they were like, we're going to have some of it in North Carolina. We're going to have some of it in Florida. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry. I just got an email from my landlord saying that no one should be composting on the roof. That's just, (laughs) I I didn't know people were doing that. Okay. (laughs) That's an aside from nowhere, but I guess don't compost on the roof in my building. Uh, While Biden will be making his speech from his home in Delaware, Trump has now said that he is planning to do so from 
the White House and like everything that Donald Trump floats, like every idea that kind of comes out of his mouth, this is of questionable legality. Um, so doing this just in general violates sort of the symbolic division between serving as president and campaigning that previous presidents have respected, even though technically they, so there's this thing called the Hatch Act that says that federal employees cannot campaign on like federal property, mm -hmm. but the Hatch Act doesn't apply to the president, but past presidents have kind of acted in the spirit of the Hatch Act, mm -hmm. but obviously acting in the spirit of anything went out the window. Yeah long ago so donald yeah. trump does not care about that um well so it's so it's basically like how obama was allowed to campaign for hillary clinton because he was the president but you know like say one of his you know secretaries or like his like aides or someone who worked for him could not this prevented yes. this the hatch act prevented that yeah so it's like while trump can himself can give the speech from the White House, all of his employees around him and every single person who would be helping with the speech yeah. would technically be in violation of the Hatch Act. Now, do I think that Trump's buddies care about that? Probably not. I think Killian Conway has already been like, like she, she's already, she's already um, done this. Like she has already, what is it? Like, yeah, she, she did she this. She violated already. the Hatch Act by saying that someone should buy something. I can't remember. And then Ivanka violated it uh -huh. when she held up the beans. Yeah. <laughs> Iv Ivanka violated it when she stand for beans. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> so like the Hatch Act has been violated so many times that I kind of, I don't know, like when, I feel bad that this is where we're at with all our norms. But when people were like, this violates the Hatch Act, I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, we are so far beyond violating the Hatch Act. It's also like, point. you know, we, it's, it's interesting for him. It's an interesting backdrop, you know. You would think that like you'd want something that's like representative of the future or like something of like, positivity like i don't know it's just like it just reminds us that he is in charge of the shit storm that we are currently in you know yeah. what i mean it's it's really interesting um like like it's interesting to think about like this idea that he's going to make a speech from the White House as the president talking about how bad America is because that's that's his only that's his only trick. So yeah. he's gonna say make America great again from the Oval Office. Like I feel like just that doesn't even compute mentally. So mm -hmm. part of me is like let him do it and mm -hmm. let people see that because I think it'll I don't think it's gonna play the way he yeah, it's, it's like play. that one tweet that went viral. I don't know if you saw this, but there was someone who, I forget who it was, but someone who works for the administration or he's like on the campaign and he tweeted a video of what was going on in Portland with the um, federal officers. And it was like this like really like like violent video of all this. He's like, if Joe Biden wins, this is going to be, this is going to be Joe Biden's America. And it's like, you realize this is current, this is the current America. Current, this is yeah. Donald Trump's America. You can't use this to campaign against Joe Biden, it doesn't make any sense. Right? It's like, if you 
if you elect Joe Biden, this thing that's already happening is going to happen? Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. No, it it doesn't. And all of this kind of speaks to the bigger question of what even these conventions are going to be this year. I mean, traditionally... Most presidential nominees are set by the time the convention rolls around. The last time there was any real uncertainty going into the convention was in 1980. But even then, they still avoided a contested convention. Um, So because of this, most of the time the conventions end up being just like a giant political ad. Uh, I remember watching both of them in 2016. That was like, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean... They tend to, you tend to usually get some pretty, like, famous speeches. Like, Obama rose to prominence because of his speech at Kerry's convention. Mm-hmm. Um, when they go low, we go, when they go low, we go high was a convention speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't boo vote was a convention speech line, so. Um, and it, I remember, like, it does, like, it really, I remember watching in 2016 and seeing Hillary Clinton come out in that gorgeous white pantsuit. Yes. Um, As to opposed ex- to the very sad purple pantsuit she wore to conceit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's the white and, pantsuit of victory and the purple pantsuit of tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And I remember feeling like, wow, this is a moment. I am inspired. And I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. And like, I was already obviously going to be voting for Hillary, but I'm sure that there was some people like, wow, this is a moment. This is tremendous. I do need to be a part of this. And so it's, it's unfortunate to see, I mean, obviously it, it, make, it can't happen in person. Yeah. But it usually serves as a bump for these, for these candidacies and... Well, I remember before uh, before COVID and all of this stuff, we had talked about like as the sub team trying to go to these mm-hmm. conventions, and it's usually like five hundred thousand people go, and it's this huge <laughs> rallying event. I mean, in twenty sixteen, I remember Trump's like watching it kind of in horror, where like yeah. Ivanka introduced him, mm-hmm. and it was very. I remember that was like my first prolonged introduction to Ivanka and being like, oh, there's there's dark and powerful energy in Ivanka. <laughs> I know. And it's whenever I watch her speak, I'm like, she is like like she's like she clearly rehearses so hard. Like it's like over rehearsal or something because I'm like every word she's saying, she's thinking about how she's saying it so hard. Like it's like every breath i'm like this is like really like robotic and weird yeah she's got that like asmr quality kind Mm -hmm. of to her voice it's like very it's just very measured it's funny because it's like the opposite of her dad who's just like (laughs) saying whatever the hell he wants whereas she is like yeah half the time they're not even words they're just like they like yeah and but whereas she is like the most measured and like her addiction is like very intense and i i remember being struck by that at the last convention so it'll be interesting to see whether these play out what kind of viewership they get like Mm -hmm. um i mean i'm gonna watch because we do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But it's interesting, and, like, I wonder what it's going to be. by then we'll know. 
We'll know who the VP is. We'll know who his VP choice is. Oh, by then we'll know. I signed up today. They have a thing that's like, sign up to get a text as soon as... Oh, he, really? I need to get that. Yeah, well, I got and, the ad on Instagram that was like, sign oh, up to get a text as soon as he announces, but... I see it, but now you're going to get you're gonna get, you're gonna get team Biden text for the next oh, three yeah. months. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, as soon as I gave them my number, I was, I was roped in to all kinds of shenanigans. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Moving on, for the first time ever, Facebook took down a Trump campaign video that had false information about coronavirus. Um, Basically, Trump was on Fox News and he said that kids cannot get uh, coronavirus. He said, they're basically immune. I would say they're definitely immune. I would Um, say. But they're basically immune, which is false. False and Um, so dangerous. Are you crazy? mm -hmm. Like, kids... What he's trying to get at is that it seems like kids are more vectors for it than they are, like, getting really sick. But some kids do get really, really sick. <laughs> um, like, uh, like, I think there was, like, the first day of school, a fourth grader in a classroom tested positive. They all had to, qu- all fourth graders had to quarantine. Then a second grader recently tested positive back in school. And I think about like like this this whole debate of sending kids back to school, and it's like say like you have to quarantine your fourth grader, and like so are you not supposed to like touch your child? Are you like you know what I mean? Like what if you are a what if you are an immune compromised person, and it's dangerous for you to be around someone who has been around someone who has coronavirus? Like right, what are you supposed like, to do? It's like also. The teachers, like they, even if these kids are asymptomatic spreaders, they go home and bring it to their parents who can get sick or to their teacher. I was reading mm-hmm. about one of the kids who tested positive at school and they just, <laughs> he went to the school nurse. They were just like, okay, you got to go to the nurse, <laughs> which is like the school nurse is not yeah. equipped to yeah. do that. And so Facebook was like, okay, we have to take this down. And Facebook has taken down another Trump post that included Nazi imagery, citing violations of organized hate policies. Um, and they also, it was flagged on Twitter. 
Um, but I think that the Trump, like, I think he, they took it down. They like unretweeted it from his, from his personal account or the campaign's account because they realized that like they, because they, the, 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 the campaign was, was banned for a moment. We saw DJ TJ, Donald Trump Jr. got banned a week ago. They realized that this election is going to take place on social media yeah. because there is no, we there's no we, there's no rallies to be had. There is no knocking on doors, and so every every campaign is going to be heavily reliant on these. And when they keep posting false information like this, um, it hurts them. And they're starting to realize that. So they're like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because they have a fucking idiot who's just going to say whatever the fuck he wants, unbeddedly, and then they're going to have to be like, oh. Yeah, and it's I mean. They're used to being able to put out misinformation kind of with abandon because Mm -hmm. up until now, Facebook didn't give two shits about spreading misinformation on their platform. They begrudgingly earlier this year were like, okay, we'll take down the Nazi imagery video, I (laughs) I guess. But now I think these platforms, like, at least... at least Mark Zuckerberg in his cold metallic heart realizes like, okay, we probably shouldn't let people spread misinformation about the virus. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So now it's like they have to rethink their strategy because I think Twitter also recently had to take down a campaign video that had like doctored images and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, his campaign's whole strategy is to create misleading videos. And so for these platforms to say, actually, you can't have misleading videos is a huge blow to their strategy. Yeah. Which kind yeah. of speaks to what type of campaign they're running. But mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, Speaking of the campaign that they're running. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about how they're trying to destroy the mail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, Senator Schumer and Speaker Pelosi met with the newly appointed Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a DeJoy pun, but I'm like, my brain hurts and I don't, I can't. He gets <laughs> DeJoy out of stopping the mail. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got it, Ed. I got it. I got it. So <laughs> this guy's like a Trump supporter who's now in charge of USPS and, uh, has put in place a lot of things. I know this was talked about on the Monday pod, but he's put in place a lot of new restrictions that have led to just a clusterfuck in the mail. So Senator Schumer and Speaker Pelosi met with him to discuss recent cutbacks to USPS and new rules that slow delivery times. Both Schumer and Pelosi said that protections for USPS are necessary to reach a deal on COVID relief. So they're trying to get money for fixing USPS in the next coronavirus bill. And just like election security things, you know? Yes, exactly. Which you would think that the person who's crying every day about how mail-in voting isn't good would want to do something to make mail-in voting more secure, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He just wants to make people not trust it, obviously. Uh, So this comes on the same day that Trump tweeted that Nevada has no infrastructure for mail-in voting and that any expansion will be a corrupt disaster. Uh, And in the same tweet, 
He encouraged people to vote in Florida. It's very weird. He's been like, he'll tweet like, this state's mail-in voting sucks. You shouldn't vote by mail there. But then he keeps being like, but everybody in Florida should vote by mail. I think someone, yeah, like someone like probably said to him like, hey, like a lot of your your voters are going to want to vote by mail in Florida. So maybe don't attack voting by mail so yeah. hard. Um, yeah, that's so why like, yeah, that's why that just like came out of like left field. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> so he now his thing is that he's like, some states can do it, some can't. The ones that I like that like me, they can do it. Uh, Nevada's governor responded by saying that this law that they just passed to encourage and create more vote-by-mail systems uh, is needed to safely and securely expand mail and ballots. So obviously Trump sees mail-in voting in Nevada as detrimental to his campaign. Nevada has has purplish has a purplish hue to it, mm-hmm. but um, I guess he thinks that it'll benefit him in Florida, maybe because he wants old people to vote in Florida mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it's really it's really a mess, and it, it all comes down to uh, there are a lot of new rules. The post office has to entirely fund itself via stamps, which is insane. They also have to uh, they have to keep Every new employee, they have to fully fund retirement benefits for that person and keep it in a separate, uh, like a separate account. So they can't use any money, even if that person is like very far from retiring. So it's all these archaic rules. And then the new postmaster general cut overtime for USPS workers. So normally, like if they're not on their mail route and they're not done doing the mail, they just keep doing the mail and they get overtime pay. But now because they don't get overtime pay and they don't have overtime, they just stop delivering the mail when the day is up. And this is why my informed delivery is all messed up. And I keep getting, I don't know if everybody knows this, but you can sign up for something called USPS informed delivery and they'll send you a little email. That's like, this is the mail you have coming today. And none of it comes. And (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's so, so frustrating. It's, Brian, I have checks that I need to receive in the mail and they're not coming and I don't know what to do about it because when I emailed the place that sent me the checks, they're like, okay, we'll send you a new check in the mail. And I'm like, but it's the, but the problem is the mail. <laughs> <laughs> can you, you should be like, can you send me a picture of the check? And then you and take I a picture. And then you'll print out the picture of the check and, and then you take, take and then the pic- picture. I've done that before, to be honest. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, so, a solution is, is going to have to be reached at this point, but it, it's really tough because, you know, I've been trying to figure out what to do about it, but USPS is so bogged down at this point that like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't get them on the phone. And if I do get them on the phone, they're like, I'm like, my mail is missing. And they're like, yeah, you and everybody else, bitch, get in line. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, and this isn't, this like, this comes like, obviously, as we are facing an election, you know, where we saw like, people like, like the system not working for in Georgia and Kentucky, because, you know, like people would apply, like, Stacey Abrams applied for a mail-in ballot and didn't get one. And you know, she yes. didn't know she got one, but like, it was like, she got it like late and it, 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 the, the envelope was already sealed. John Ossoff, who is running for Senate in Georgia, never got his, and it came like days after the election. He ended up having to stand in 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 line to vote for himself for five hours. 
It's like, and, yeah. and so it's, it's affecting all of that. And then it's also affecting like, you know, this potential, you know, when they release, they have another coronavirus relief fund. It's like people are going to need to get those checks, but they're not going to be able to get the checks. Yeah. Like your situation. Exactly. It's like, okay, how are people going to get this stuff delivered to them? And even in New York, there has been a lot of issues with mail-in ballots for the primary and like at this point we're they're still counting ballots for the primary there are a lot of issues about like when things were postmarked uh some states have rules where like if the ballot arrives after election day you're not counted so we could look we could be looking at this delay in mail leading to the disenfranchisement of many many people so um if you at home are planning to vote by mail which I'm sure many of you are, and that's a very safe and good thing for you to do, request those ballots early and send them early. Like, you do mm-hmm. not want to be sending this on the last possible day, and you do not want to be asking for them on the last possible day. You need to plan for major, major delays in the mail and plan accordingly. Or even just, like, make an, make an early voting plan if you can. Like even if yeah. your state allows it. Like, I, I think my plan, I'm going to just vote early, like, a few days beforehand. Yeah, that's my plan, too, Is because my polling place is right across the street from mm-hmm. my new place. So I think that I'm just going to go in person early. Mm-hmm. But for people who that's not an option, if you're planning to vote by mail, if you're immunocompromised, you really can't be going into these polling places, even if it's early and it's, like, there aren't ma- major lines. Get your request your absentee ballot early and send it in as like literally when you receive it, fill it out and send it right in because mm-hmm. we we're we're looking at serious delays in the mail. Yeah, I voted absentee every time except once, and I it's easy. They it, it like they send you like a little pamphlet of information as well, like about what you're voting for. And like, then you just like fill it out based off of that. So yeah, I voted absentee in 08 for Obama. And I remember being, and it was like the first time I got to vote. And I remember being in my little dorm and Mm -hmm. filling it out and getting really excited and sending it back. So, I mean, it's cool. And what's really awesome about it when it works, and, and this is what I did for the most recent primary I voted by mail, is that you can like sit at your computer and research candidates. Cause you know, like, Anytime I get into a voting booth, no matter how much I've tried to research, there's always something that I'm like, who is this? What is this position? (laughs) I didn't know anything about this. And so you can Uh actually like take a moment and sit with your ballot and look into all of the different things, which is awesome, but get that ballot early. Cool. All right. I think that's, I think, I think we, I think we made the case for voting. (laughs) Um, uh, Until the return of democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the Betcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.